Musical papers, which you used to read, were started to slag us off because we hadn't done anything, because it took five months to record. And I remember with great glee seeing in one of the papers, oh, the Beatles have dried up. There's nothing coming from them. They've been in the studio, they can't think what they're doing. And I was sort of sitting rubbing my hands saying, you just wait. Love an album that but find there's always at least one song on it that's not up to the standard of the rest, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to Trimming the Musical Fat. I'm Paul Nicholson. And I'm Stephen Nicholson. And thank you for joining us for the latest Trimming the Classic episode of Patreon Exclusive. And the subject of today's episode is an album that totally tops the greatest albums of all time, the Poles. The Beatles' 1967 classic, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Arts Club Band. My guests and I will pick a song from the album that we like the least. We'll also select our favourite songs and discuss the album as a whole. One, two, three, four. There was total craziness, and there had been for years around the Beatles. This religious controversy. The famous, more popular than Jesus, remark from John. Are you sorry about what you said? Yes, yes. <laughs> Can't say it too much, though. The they were burning records in Memphis. The guys went on stage and thought they might get shot. Brian Epstein was going to cancel the tour. I am concerned. I want to Security. George said, I don't care. They'll only buy more records to replace the ones they burn. <laughs> Do you think that you're going to be going your own ways instead of being No. Screwed? If we're not listened to and we can't even hear ourselves, then we can't improve. They were trying to push back this image of the cuddly four mop tops. Swing in London was an immense movement. They were out there leading the revolution. We don't want to do what we've done already. Where do you go next? You make great art. They had an idea of making a kind of alter ego called Sgt. Pepper. Huge ambition. They were the first people to do albums like this that weren't just soundtracks for dancing. Dozens and dozens of takes. Even the engineers were amazed with what the Beatles were asking them to do. The anticipation was enormous. Every shop you went into, it was playing. It was an event. The Maharishi had a fast track to inner bliss and enlightenment, but that was where the news of Brian Epstein's death reached them. We can't pay tribute in words. Paul went public about LSD. I don't think my fans are going to take drugs because I did. But as a public figure, you've got a responsibility. No, it's you've got the responsibility not to spread this now. It's a great window into an incredible era of change. If you study the Beatles, you're studying the 60s. It is amazing how many generations are still listening to it. It is the ultimate album. It meant so much, and it still does. Time to introduce our guest. Welcome, lifelong Beatles fan and our lifelong dad, Martin Nicholson. How are you today, Martin? I'm fine, Paul. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this tonight. Yeah, talking about any excuse to talk about the Beatles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's start talking about the Beatles. So we're going to start with three questions. So first question is, which two 
Beatles members did not participate in the recording of She's Leaving Home? I think it was John Lennon and Ringo Starr. I could be wrong, I think it was AJ. I think it was George Harrison and Paul McCartney, no? There we go. Do you want me to give you the answer? Yeah, yeah, what was the answer for that one? So, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, they were... They were the two that I yeah. from, yeah, yeah. Because when you hear, the, when you hear the vocal harmonies, you hear John Lennon yeah. in the background, uh, which legendary American musician played the album's title track in London mere days after the album release, and Paul McCartney always goes on about every single concert for the last 20 years. Jimi Hendrix. That's right, yeah. Hey, it was 20 years ago today. And how many singles were released from the Sgt. Pepper album? Yeah, but by the Beatles. By the Beatles oh, oh. themselves, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of them. Sorry, yes, yeah. That's correct. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I could tell you ones that were released as a single by the people. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's famous being Joe Cocker. Mm-hmm. That's right, yes. Uh-huh. So Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is the eighth studio album by the, the English rock band The Beatles. It was released in May 1967 and it was produced by Sir George Martin. The album was lauded by critics for its innovations in songwriting, production and graphic design, for bridging a cultural divide between popular music and high art, and for reflecting the interests of contemporary youth and the counterculture. Its release was a defining moment of 1960s pop culture, heralding the summer of love, while the album's reception achieved full cultural legitimization for pop music and recognition for the medium as a genuine art form. So the album spent 27 weeks at number one in the UK album charts and 15 weeks at number one in the US album charts. As of 2011, it sold 32 million copies worldwide and it's the third highest selling album ever in the UK and the highest selling studio album. And obviously the other two albums are Ava Gold at number two and Queen's Greatest at number one, but they're compilation albums. So the, so Sgt Pepper's the top studio album. It's called the first concept album. It doesn't go anywhere. Mr Kite, all my contributions have absolutely nothing to do with this idea of Sgt Pepper and his band. But it works, because we said it worked, and that's how it appeared. Yeah. But it was not as put together as Pet Sound. Yeah. And it doesn't have a concept. It starts out with Sgt Pepper and introduces Billy Shears, and that's the end, apart from the so-called reprise. Right. Otherwise, every other song could have been on any other album. Right, it's the reprise. Right, Mr. Kite could have gone anywhere, Lucy could have gone anywhere, A Day in the Life could have gone anywhere. So it's not really, there's no concept there. We'll start with you, Father. Uh, When did you first hear the album? Well, it was actually hard, but uh, Radio 1, I think, had just came out then. Uh, And that's where you basically heard it. Up until before then, you had to listen to Radio Luxembourg. So yeah, I was seeing Radio 1 played it. I think I'm sure it's the mm-hmm. same team Radio One went on air. Yeah, uh, but a fantastic album, yeah. great song, very very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Because yeah. you've got the vintage, haven't you? The color, the color of it as well. It's very colourful. It sort of yeah, yeah. reflects that era of color. It's, it reflects it reflects the time. Mm-hmm. I think it reflects the time in the sixties. But uh, yeah, it was so so unusual. Uh, not just the songs of the album, but the album cover itself. Mm-hmm. What's on the back? You couldn't wait to open up and read what it said. 
yeah. and I would say most of the songs in the album brings back memories of a particular time, mm-hmm. as a lot of the Beatles songs did. Yeah. It's so exciting. And like she's leaving home to a day in the life, completely different songs. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't make out it was the same group or band as they're called now. Uh, yeah. So so different songs. Great mixture. Yeah. Yeah. And Stephen, what about you? When did you first hear the album? I would have heard it for the first time in the mid eighties, uh, probably when I was homesick from school and bored and probably went to Dad's record collection. And I think <clears throat> of all the records that are in there, Sergeant Pepper always stood out just because of the cover. Mm. I think you always kept it at the end as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the, the, the album cover is just so vibrant and bright and it was a gatefold as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had the lyrics on it and, and all these things were quite novel at the time, weren't mm-hmm. they? Uh, and... I think the other reason is because it had When I'm 64 on it, which is obviously a kid's song. Yeah. You, you, you learned that at school. school yeah. So it had When I'm 64 on it. So that was kind of your mm-hmm. your in, inroad to the album. Um, so yeah, I've loved the album since uh, the 1980s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you talk about the album cover, it was so hard to have an album cover different because if you look at the album covers back then, they were really striking the album, mm-hmm. album covers. So to have something completely different, it had to be completely different. Mm-hmm. And it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, well, probably a bit like yourself, Stephen, probably heard it in the late 80s. And I think because we watched the complete videos, uh, the complete Beatles video that Dad had, yeah. and that influenced, yeah. that kind of made you want to look out a lot of the songs. And but Sergeant Pepper was always probably the most famous, so it was always one that you would go to, and the cover and everything about it. And and uh, I think what was interesting, I remember in the early nineties, Stephen, you got your the next album we're going to do Abbey Road as well. You got you got them on CD. And I remember the person saying to Dad at the time because I think Dad had bought them, and he said, "Oh, actually, you won't believe this. This is for my son." And they responded something like. Actually, that's quite normal. A lot of kids are like younger people are getting into the Beatles. So, I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when you got the CDs, the original CDs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and what did what did you think of the album then, uh, Dad? What did you think of the album? It was I mean, to me, it was mind blowing mm. just to to think that it was a four piece band and Sir George Martin, but. It, and to come up with that sound, I mean, I know Strawberry Fields and Kenny Lane came out before that, but then you, you've got this album in front of you, and it's so many different songs, different tunes, and they're all absolutely fantastic. I mean, you've got George Harrison's, for instance, Within You, Without You. I'm not a great uh, fan of that, but as I've got older, strangely enough, I can listen to it and appreciate it. But when I was 16, 17, I didn't get into that. But all of the other songs, you couldn't wait to play over and over and over and over. And that's what we're done. Played it over and over and over. As I say, a lot of the songs on that album have special memories for me mm-hmm. and no doubt for a lot of other people. And you tend to find that with singles, single records, you think, oh, I remember that particular thing, I remember that particular thing. But this album, each of the songs puts you in a place that you can remember, mm-hmm. which is, after all these years, is amazing. Yeah. You know, I really, really 
it was a complete change to the Beatles that I knew and Rubber Soul and uh, all the all the songs and albums before that. This was a complete another mind blowing experience, if you like, <laughs> to listen to that compared to other bands of that era. And they always, the Beatles always, always were trailblazers, and all the other groups followed. Yeah. And a lot of the groups after hearing this album actually did come out with some fantastic sounds and great songs. Yeah. But uh, again, they always true from Beatles' tale. Because there's always that, you're talking about trailblazers, there's always that story about the Beatles and the Beach Boys and like Paul McCartney, particularly Paul McCartney. Almost like they would egg each other on, and then Brian Wilson had done Pet Sounds, mm-hmm. and that influenced Paul McCartney to do Sgt. Mm-hmm. Pepper. And by that point, Brian Wilson just gave up. You know, he couldn't compete, which was sad as well mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. he went had a lot of problems with his health at that point. But but yeah, so that was, it was like a healthy competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost that mm-hmm. it, it was good. Yeah, there was a good competition. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about Pet Sounds. Particularly like that album, and mm. everybody read, but that's just my particular mm. Oh, I didn't album, but uh, yeah, it was good, good, good challenge. You have different groups coming through and trying to catch yeah, the Beatles yeah. all the time. The Beatles, that was the beauty of it for them. The, the Beatles always wanted to stay ahead. Mm. They always wanted to be the first to do things. Tracks, yeah. tracks, tracks, you know, things like that on on their on their albums and the singles. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all yeah. expecting something different, and again, I would say people thought that the Beatles had peaked at Sergeant Pepper. I would say maybe they did, but they never went down after that. When they were making their albums, they leveled off and stayed. They yeah. never dipped. Yeah, but the albums they, they produced. I'm not talking about albums later on that were produced by other people or songs that were put together by other people to make an album. I'm talking studio albums. And they reached the peak in Str- on Sgt. Pepper and levelled off, but they never did. Yeah. And you can't say that about a lot of, yeah. a lot of groups. Yeah. And Stephen, what about you? What do you think of the album? Oh, I love it. I think the what what's great about it is the cover of the album promises vibrancy, mm. colour, zaniness, invention, <laughs> and the music, and the, mu- and, and the music... That is an absolute mirror mm-hmm. of that, which is great. And I mean, it is quite rightly regarded as one of the greatest albums of all time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is full of invention. And I remember, I think it was uh, Revolution in the Head, the book, mm-hmm. Beatles book, mm-hmm. great book. Um, and I remember reading that, and I thought, I thought it was quite right in what he said. I think it was comparing sergeant pepper to revolver mm-hmm. and i think he says on a song by song basis revolver is a better mm-hmm. better album yeah. if you compare the songs directly I think but I agree, yeah. for spirit mm-hmm. for being an album that works as a whole and a continuous song written to yeah. song. so as a as, a, con- as an album that works mm-hmm. together yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah. succeeds it in, in that respect mm-hmm. it works That's right. That's right. so i thought for that was very true mm-hmm. uh, it just works it's, it's, it, I suppose that's what they set out to mm-hmm. do, a single piece of art where everything does flow yeah, yeah, and yeah. they achieve that. It's brilliant. It covers everything, mm-hmm. it? Stories, songs, art, mm-hmm. it's got the whole thing there. Yep. A wee personal note with your granny. Uh, well, the album, especially in the winter time, I used to go into the room and keep my light off. And I'd put on a day in the life and just lie in the dark and listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your granny would come in, turn that 
light on for goodness sake, I can't see what I'm doing. Mm. But I used to strike the line and listen to the song. It made it so scary. Scary if you like. It's mm. so it really was different. Yeah. What about you, uh, Paul? What you yes, I think I think it's obviously a bright album, legendary. Sergeant Pepper, along with Abbey Road, are probably the most famous album covers as well, and they've been parodied so much as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, like what you're saying, I think it's like a concept album, although it's maybe not set out to be, but it's because like, it all flows into each other. I think it's timing as well. It was almost like it was Summer of Love and the colours and everything, and it epitomises that period. Mm-hmm. But I don't like song for song. It's not the best Beatles album, in my opinion. But I think... No, it just it grabbed it's that moment in time, and 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 that was what was special about it as well, the timing of it, and and it just, I think it took the Beatles as far as they could go in that direction, and then after it, I think they still did stuff that was as good, but it was like they went as far as they could in that direction, and and it's probably an album that I would say probably over the years has become less well. It's almost like years ago, Sergeant Pepper was seen as the amazing, the best Beatles album, but actually now. I don't think it's seen as highly, maybe as like Revolver or Abbey Road or the White Album or maybe even Rubber Soul. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like song yeah. for song, it's maybe not seen as highly. Uh, but the significance of it is like the peak of the Beatles in the album sense, you know, the significance. So, Dad, what's your favourite song on the album? In fact, I know the answer, but tell us anyway. What's your favourite song on the album? Well, I have to say, a day in the life. It's out there, really. It's completely different. I know Sasha. No strawberry fields was mind blowing, but that that's another one. A day in the life and tomorrow never knows is another great song, but not the album. But I also like the Sgt. Pepper start and end mm. of the album. Yeah, the reprise. Yeah. Lucy, Lucy, uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is a fantastic song. It really is. And again, it brings back to what song, what's the memories. It's the kind of song. Once you get that, in your, you can't stop singing it. It's just, uh, but that was, uh, yeah, a day in the life. Probably followed by the, the opening to Sergeant Pepper's. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, for what? What's yours? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I would probably say maybe she's leaving home. Yeah. Uh, it's a lovely song like that. Either that or mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll go for that because you've said a day in life, so that would do. That would be mother, or yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go with. Just the harmonies are just amazing, in it. Yeah. And then you talk. She's leaving home I, I, again. Things that bring back memories. There used to be a, a Scottish DJ on Radio One called Stuart Henry, and he used to have a, a five-minute segment in his program about people that have disappeared, the daughter or the son. And that was the uh, oh, yeah. segment mm. she's leaving home. That mm-hmm. used to play at the start of it, segment and the end of it. So yeah. I think these songs have different memories for people. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Steve? What's your favourite mm-hmm. track on the album? Always changes. <laughs> uh, and one day it might be, it could be a day in life. The next it could be with a little help from a friend's. It's just always changing, but I think at this moment in time it would be uh, Sergeant Pepper and its reprise. Yeah. I've always loved that um, from, from when I first heard it yeah, back in yeah. the 80s. Um, yeah, brilliant. So I'd go with the title track and its uh, reprise. Yeah, 
What an opening track for an album! Oh yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Track. And, and what? Have, oh, you, have you have you heard the isolated vocals? Paul McCartney's vocals are absolutely amazing. Like if you just you can yeah, yeah. if you just isolate the vocals and hear the vocals, absolutely amazing vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the rock. You're thinking, no, no, you go. You don't think you know, the, the Beatles were talking about Sgt. Pepper? They never really made you know, the, the songs. The way as far as you could go te- technology-wise. You know, we were talking about earlier on, you know, two-track, mm. four-track, six. You know, they, they couldn't make another album like that because they, mm. there's nowhere else to go. So I think they had to revert back to what they always done, which was catchy songs and some, you know, different things like that, but songs that you won't forget. But I think that's where the Sergeant Pepper peaked. After that, technology beat them. They couldn't go anywhere else. Having said that, or saying that, but Magical Mystery Tour was pretty similar in, in that sense, like I Am The Walrus. Although... That wasn't an album in the UK, it was an EP, but in America, it's, it's kind of seen now as an official album, it's looked on as an official album. The Magical Mystery Tour was, that was very colourful as well, and it was continuing that theme almost. Yeah. But the, the video got slated. Yeah, video yeah. From, like, mm-hmm. But you're talking about that album, I actually ordered that, I've got, well, you know, I've got that mm-hmm. album and I ordered that from America. That's right, that's the EP. Capital, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And now, probably the hardest question, or it might be the easiest question, you know. Uh, even though it's an amazing album, we've got to find one song. If we had to leave one song off it, our least favourite, what would it be? I think I know what it, it probably, I think yeah, it I, might be similar to you. Well, I would I would say within you, without you, with George Harrison, but having said that, as I say, now that I've got a lot older, I can sit and listen to that song without thinking I'm going to skip the track. Whereas when I was younger, when this came out, we skipped that track, basically. Mm-hmm. But now I can sell it. So that's my one. Same for me. And it's, it's always been Millie's favourite. Uh, that's never changed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's obviously Eastern, Eastern influence and everything. Yeah, and musically, thing, yeah. it's interesting. But it doesn't have the same killer melodies as the other songs yeah. on the albums. Although yeah. I will say... I was. Uh, it's on the the love album, which is based on the the hit show Cirque du Soleil show Beatles Love, mm-hmm. which is uh, performed in Las Vegas, and I was lucky enough to see it. An amazing show, uh, and during the show and on the, the album, uh, the do without you with the tomorrow never knows. Yeah, that's oh, good. Back yeah. the drums. That's a good. That's a better yeah. version. Yeah, it works better, doesn't it? Brilliant. It works better. Yeah, better version. So. If, if it was that version of it, then yeah, I think yeah. we'd be in trouble. So that would, mm. that's, that's excellent. Yeah. How about you? Exactly the same as you guys. It's it's just a song. I mean, it's quite a long song as well. It's, is it maybe the longest? Either that or A Day in the Life. It's like five. Yeah. It's like five. It kind of, for me, it sticks out like a sore thumb in the album. It just doesn't seem to belong there. But but then, by the same token, it's a shame for George Harrison because he... That was the only song he had in the album because he had three songs on Revolver. But actually, even if you compare it to Love You Too, I actually think that's a better kind of uh, Indian style song. You know, from Revolver, I actually think that's a better song than Within You, Without You. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because it's shorter as well. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or what, what's the, what's the, what was the B-side one he done? Um, Without going out of your name. 
Inner light, yeah. inner light. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, yeah, that's the yeah, song. That's a bit yeah, of yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a song. Yeah, it's got a nice melody, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's shorter as well. That's it. Yeah. That's a new thank you. So, Sergeant Pepper's band is playing us out to the exit. So, time to bring this episode to a close. Thanks to Daddy Sergeant Pepper for joining us, and thank you for listening. I love it. I love it.